Hi, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today on The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. Today's show is packed with social media marketing information that will help you build your brand online. Um, first up, we're going to talk about why you should think before you type when you're dealing with a social media marketing campaign. Very, very essential advice. Second off, we're going to talk about why you need a photograph to interact online. So more about that in our second segment. And then I'm going to wrap it all up with our third segment, which is our cooking segment. But instead of talking about a recipe this week, I'm going to talk about my five picks for gadgets, kitchen gadgets that you need to have in your kitchen if you want to really uh, use your kitchen to the best of its ability. So um, we have a really, really packed show. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at The Social Chef and check out our website, servefreshmedia.com. But right now, I'm going to take a break and be right back on The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Show, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So, you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Welcome back. Uh, you're still listening to The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. We come to you live every week on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and, quite frankly, on demand every single minute of the day. So if you want to listen to any of our older shows on demand, feel free. You can get it in the iTunes Store. We can download our podcast. You can go to Blog Talk Radio and find us there, or you can just pop over to our website where everything's all in one place, which is, you know, the ideal scenario, right? And it's servefreshmedia.com. There you'll find all of the information that we could possibly provide, all of my past recipes, social media marketing tips, our um, brand new iPhone app, which also works on the iPad. You can download that um, absolutely free for a limited time. So please check that out and let me know what you think. If you do download it, rate it. Uh, let us know what you think because we're always trying to improve everything so we can provide better information for you that are really going to help you not only in the office but also in the kitchen. Again, follow me on Twitter at The Social Chef. I tweet about food, marketing, and everything in between. Now, let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, we are going to talk about why you should think before you type. Okay. I do social media marketing campaigns every single day. I'm executing them and we're creating them at my firm, Go Media. 
But um, one of the things that we've seen, we have to first, we have to do a full audit of our clients' um, past social media activity, if they have any. Um, and one of the things that we really try to look at is how they're interacting. Well, I got the idea for this article, for this, I don't want to say this article, but the segment of today's show, um, when I, it was a client that we took on a while back, um, years and years ago, and um, we went through all of their uh, past communications, and I think it was LinkedIn, if I remember correctly, I think it was LinkedIn, and um, someone had baited them um, by, they, our client put a discussion in one of the groups, you can join groups in LinkedIn, as you know, and they put a discussion in the group, and someone really started to attack them. Now, this is something that happens in the social media world. You know, you, you, you kind of get a thicker skin as you go through. Not everyone's going to love your ideas. Just like when you're pitching something to your boss, they're not, your boss isn't going to really fall in love with every single idea that you pitch them. So you've got to learn to take the good with the bad. And, and 90% of the time, the good outweighs the bad on social media. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen any really negative activity, so it's not something, it's kind of the exception rather than the rule. So what I found when we looked into the LinkedIn account was that the person that had attacked our client, um, our client had actually forwarded that, and the email was nasty. It was loaded with um, four-letter words, and it was very derogatory, very misogynist, not very nice. Um, well, our client forwarded it to their 3,000-plus LinkedIn connections. Um, so what does that? what point is that making here? What I'm trying to say is that whatever you put out there, you don't know how other people are engaging with it. Now, we can take this a step further back, not even saying something nasty, but you know when you write a copy for your website or your email blasts or blah, blah, blah. Well, you're putting it out there and you're just hoping that people are going to really grab it and run with it. And if you never get any feedback, it you don't really know how it's working or, well, if you're not getting any feedback or no one's getting in touch with you, it's not working. But, um, you know, we were talking about this the other day about um, we sent out um, an email blast and the response was so much higher. And we, we thought to ourselves, okay, well, what do we, we have to look at our message and see exactly, you know, what we're saying and why people are engaging with it in a different way. And this is the same thing you have to do when you're dealing with your social media updates conversations, and engagement. One thing that you really have to understand is that when you write something in the social media world, it's fairly permanent. So, um, you know, LinkedIn and um, LinkedIn gives you a certain amount of time to edit it. Um, you can delete certain things on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. But once it's out there, people can consume it until it's removed or edited or it might just be stuck there forever. So I heard something about a year ago, and it's and I want to make a sign, a big sign, and put it in my office, and it says, um, "Write it." Um, I'm sorry, it's say it, forget it, write it, regret it, and I think it is one of the best sayings that I've heard in a long time because it's very true. If someone, because when you're dealing with social media, come on, let's be honest, it's very emotional. It's very, um, you're really. You're going out as your brand, um, full of emotion, full of, you know, you just love your brand and you love your company. And, you know, a lot of people, you should love yourselves, right? So when someone attacks you, uh, a lot of us have the, we, we react like we want to attack them back. And obviously, hey, let's start a fight. But this is not how social media works. 
Um, the people that go out and attack people are looking for a rise, much like any of the other people that are that have ever attacked you in your life that it, in, a, in a really ridiculous setting. So, for example, if you're on LinkedIn, like we were talking about before, and you're having a discussion and someone says, well, you are 100% wrong and you're um, – Oh, for example, here's a great one. A comment that I got and how I responded. I think this might give you a little bit more mass into what I'm talking about. Someone wrote, I wrote an article um, years ago um, and posted it on a LinkedIn group, and it was about, I can't remember what it was about, actually, but it was something dealing with social media marketing because that's what I specialize in. So um, I wrote that article, and someone wrote to me and said, well, um, it basically calling me a little kid and you're not weathered enough to really speak on this topic and I've worked at these large brands and you're just you're wet behind the ears, you shouldn't be, just really negative. And when I read it, I immediately felt really bad for the gentleman in, in question because they were making themselves look really bad and the group had like 10,000 members. So the first thing I thought was, wow, he's looking really bad. But what I responded, and I said, well, listen, you know, I completely understand your point of view, and I respect your opinion. Um, I have a different, I have a different set of opinions, and you know, I do have a lot of experience, and I, but I really appreciate you sharing your your views. Um, well, what happened after that? He never commented again, and everybody came to my defense. A lot of other people found the discussion and started posting negative things about him. So obviously I took it down because I don't like negativity on social media. But do you see my point? If you put negativity out there, it's going to come right back at you and bite you on the butt. So what I'm saying to you is really think before you put pen to paper. And I'm not even talking about – or pen to – fingers to keyboard rather, right? Um, but I'm not even talking about spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes. Everyone makes those. But just don't make mistakes with your tone and being overly negative. It just can really kill you. All right, we'll be right after the break, and uh, right back after the break, we're going to be talking about the importance of photos online. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The Riverfund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny.org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to you online at riverfund-ny.org. everybody and welcome back. Um, I really hope that uh, you took something away from our last segment. I think it's a really, really important fact that you really need to think before you type and really interact online. And it, it, it all comes down to 
this is your brand and this is your reputation. So you really have to manage it very closely. And I understand that people can fly off the handle and people can make bad decisions emotionally. My number one tip for really getting over that, and I wanted to share that, but I just ran out of time, is if you find something negative, don't immediately react if you have a reaction. So if you read something or, you know, in your inbox, LinkedIn pings you that someone put a comment on your discussion and it was negative and you read it and it's, oh, goodness, that really puts me in a bad mood. Well, don't log in and respond immediately. Leave it a little bit until you can come back and you can handle it in a professional manner. Because someone else has bad behavior online does not give you the right to mimic that behavior because what that does is that creates a whole cycle of negativity. And, you know, it's it's one that's not very profitable, <laughs> to be honest. So be nice. You know, I, I always say that we're in the business, um, social media marketers are in the business of um, hugging puppies and kissing babies because it really is, it's networking. So if you went to a networking function, you would never, you know, walk up to someone and basically slap them across the face in the middle of this room because you didn't want anyone else to think that you're a jerk for doing it. And it can be misconstrued a lot of different ways. So my point, I'm going to get off my soapbox and move on to the next topic, but I just really want you to keep this in mind. Um, read it, forget it, write it, regret it. That is like the best advice ever. Okay, now we're going to move on to the second topic I wanted to cover today, which is um, the importance of having a photograph online. Now, what I mean by this is having an avatar that you can use um, on the different social media sites for your profile. Now, this is called a profile picture. Sometimes it's called an avatar. There's lots of different ways of doing it. Now, my first, the first thing I want to tell you is that this is important because social media is social, okay? I would never talk to someone, um, for example, if I someone contacted me out of the blue um, via email and said, call me, I need to talk. Well, who are you? I don't know your email address um, because maybe the email address is masked or something or very, very general, um, The just a, a odd phone number. It's like, why would I want to even talk to you? I want to talk to people that I can I know something about. You know, you going up and talking to strangers is fine, but what if that stranger was wearing a mask? You wouldn't be jumping out of out of your seat to go meet them. So, um I think the number one thing you have to understand is not putting a photograph up online will hurt you when you're doing social media marketing. Now, here's here's what I suggest um, I think a lot of people are dragging their feet with photos because they're worried about privacy levels. They don't really know how to walk the thin line between professional and personal in the social media world. So they want to kind of hold back and, you know, listen for a little while. And I think that's all wonderful. But you can monitor and take a look through social media sites without even building a profile. So you can do a little bit of limited research or at, you know, look through a friend's account and have them show you what's going on. But creating an account, not putting a picture, not putting information up and just hoping that people are going to start connecting with you is never going to happen. And the only people that are going to get in touch with you are spammers or people that share a list that there might be an invite list or something like that. So, um, so you need a photograph. Number two, make sure the photograph reflects your brand. Now, don't, I'm talking about your personal professional brand. Um, if you, for example, for me, I'm a social person, social media marketing, social media chef, you know, you get the drift here. Um, I want to be friendly, uh, so there's a picture of me smiling. 
um, and it's a little bit artistically done. Now, that reflects the artistic um, value that we add to every single one of our campaigns and, you know, and what I do in the kitchen as well and with the radio show and everything, but also that I'm very approachable. Now, if I was a mortgage broker, I wouldn't have that same picture. I would have a really professionally done headshot with me in a suit, um, you know, that looks good. And if I was an actor, I'd have one that looks like an actor's headshot. And if I was a musician, it would look like, you know, a musician's photograph. So, or something you'd see in Rolling Stone. You need to really think about what image that you want to put forward. Once you once you really come up with the right idea, get the pictures um, professionally done or make them look professionally done. Um, I've seen a lot of pictures where people actually just take their profile picture from their computer camera. Um, so it, it just looks like they're in a chat room or in a really weird Skype conversation. I think that's bad news. I think you need to do something that looks a little bit more professional, especially if you're going to really network hardcore on social media, or even if you just want you know to have your face out there and be in, involved in these social networks. It, 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 they look a little creepy, to be honest. Now, and the other one you really want to stay away from is don't use a picture of a cartoon dog or a your brand logo or something that's not you. If if the profile says John Adams, there should be a picture of John Adams there. It should not be a picture of a bottle of beer or um, if John Adams sells um, sailboats, it shouldn't be a picture of a sailboat unless John Adams is on that sailboat and you can see John Adams. Do you see what I mean? So just be very careful about what photographs you choose. And also, when you're creating, this is kind of going a little bit beyond, but generally when I see people that are misusing the photograph um, option um, of your personal profile, I, I, I'm a sucker and I click through these all the time just to see how these people are doing it. But it's incorrect to create a personal profile for your business. You create, um, on LinkedIn, you're allowed to do pages. On Twitter, you can do a brand account, no problem. Um, on Facebook, you can do a page. But I've seen personal LinkedIn, personal Facebooks that are built around a business. The name, the profile name, instead of John Adams, it's John Adams, Inc. And then it's a brand logo. And it's all about the company. And it's nothing about a person. So just be careful about how you're setting up your accounts. You don't want to just jump in and just sell, sell, sell across everything. You want to have a spokesperson. This is something I always tell my clients. We need to have a spokesperson that can go out and engage with everybody on these different social media sites. People don't really love to engage with a brand that's functioning as a personal profile. They'll engage with a brand that has a page, like on LinkedIn page. They'll follow you or share information. And in a Facebook page, you can get those likes. But you just really want to make sure that you've got a great photograph and you're putting your best foot forward online. All right. Um, we'll be right back after the break. So you've been listening to The Social Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. Um, I really enjoy doing the show. And one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show. It's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of 
Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads, more free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. everybody and welcome back. We are now into our cooking segment. But today I want to change it up a little bit and we're not going to talk about a recipe or how to prepare something or entertaining. I really want to talk about, uh, well actually I don't want to talk about it. I want to answer a question that a lot of you have tweeted me and put on our Facebook wall and um, even sent through our website. You know, I always get, hey Chef Chris, how, what should, what kind of, um, Kitchen implements and kitchen gadgets are essential. Um, what are your five essential kitchen gadgets? And I think that's such an interesting question. For me, it's hard to just to really break it down into five because uh, you know, if you like to cook and you like um, you like your food and you like to experiment, there's a gajillion different gadgets out there that you can use. For example, one gadget I bought yesterday, and it's. It's one of those things that you know you'll use a little bit, but I just thought it was too cool for school. Um, it was basically, it's um, it's a lemon juicer, or a, a juicer pretty much, that you just rotate your lemon on and the juice comes down. But what happens is it gathers in this little cup underneath and it measures it by teaspoon, which I thought was so handy because there's nothing worse than squeezing the juice and then going, um, taking it out of the receptacle and measuring it and putting it in your recipe. So this is, I just thought this was so neat. And it also strains it so you don't have to worry about any of the seeds in the pulp. Well, there's a million things like that. I have a whole cupboard full of these things. And I have to tell you, I do use everything because I try to, my goal, my goal and my motto, so to speak, is I never buy anything I won't use. And if I don't use it, I gift it to a friend saying, hey, why don't you try this out, see what you think, or we'll do it as a giveaway or something. But um, but that's a great motto, by the way. You know, only only buy what you're going to use for your kitchen because you'll end up with more stuff for a yard sale than you can, you can, <laughs> you can pack on one table. So what are my five essentials? Well, the number one thing I have to say, I have to be responsible with two of them um, because, you know, if you want to be a home chef and a really good one, you have to have a wonderful set of knives. And I mean a full set of knives. Now, what I like to say with this, this is kind of, this, that's your main gadget, right? It's your knives. You need a good chef knife. Um, but you need something to hold them and something to sharpen them with. A sharp knife is very important. Spending $300 on some wonderful, wonderful knives that become dull after a couple months of using them, and then you just use these dull knives, and it's, it's a waste of money. So I suggest, you know, really investing in a good knife sharpener. There's ones that you can get in any, there's, they sell them all over the place, or you can get them online at really great discounts. They can be a little pricey, but if you're going to buy a good set of knives, you need to take care of them. Also, um, I really highly suggest against putting your knives in a wood block. This dulls the knives and really shortens their life. 
So what I have, like this is a wonderful thing that IKEA has, and they sell them in, I mean, hardware stores. I've seen them in Home Depot. I've seen them in Bed Bath and Beyond, and in, in those types of stores. It's actually um, a, a magnetic steel bar that will take the knives, and it makes it really handy. It's great for storing, and it doesn't dull them. The second thing I wanted to talk about is a good cutting board. Now I always. I just always had about 100 cutting boards, right? There was just different ones I was using all the time. Well, I've now started going back to wood. Now, I use, I, I really like a good wood cutting board. I was gifted a wonderful bamboo one. Now, the bamboo was better than anything I've had before. So I really say look out for a, a bamboo cutting board. My only tip is that I never do meat on wood. So it's great for vegetables and fruit and um, everything else, but I never do chicken or red meat or anything like that. I just I just don't think that I can get it clean enough in the wood. But that's just my own view, but up to you. But I really think it's handy to have um, a plastic one as well as a nice bamboo one. Now, the third one is a good set of pots. Now, this is one that a lot of people skimp on, and this is where you really, really can hit some issues. Because if you go cheap, they won't last as long. Not always as a rule, but in my experience, that's what I've seen. The best time to look for um, to look for good deals on pots and pan sets are not close to holidays, okay? So if you're going to have a big feast for Christmas, maybe you should look in October or November for a good price. But or even during the summer, that's when there's a lot of great sales on um, pot sets. But buy a complete set. Don't go and buy this, that, and the other. Get a whole set that matches because they'll be consistent. Um, they will all be consistently good. For example, if you get a frying pan from one manufacturer, a saucepan from another, um, a, a, like a lobster pot from another one, um, you know, it. Uh, your consistency won't be there. And I think once you get one set, you really learn how to use them all together and how they react to heat and how fast they boil. And I just think it's it's just really helpful. And usually you can drop about 100 to $150 and get a good set that you can use. Um, the next one I have is, this is a personal favorite just because I use the heck out of it. doesn't mean that you will, but I always think it's handy, and it's an immersion blender. Um, an immersion blender is basically one of those stick blenders that you've seen. Um, it has the blending bottom, and you, just, you can put it directly into um, your liquid. I love it for sauces because, for example, if you've ever had um, a problem where you're trying to thicken a gravy at the last minute, and, and then you put the flour in, and it gets, you know, nasty and, and um, it balls up, the immersion blender can sort that out really quickly. It sorts out a lot of problems. It makes nice smooth sauces and soups and and, and everything. I'm re It's great for whipping eggs up. It's it, They're really, really fantastic and they're very inexpensive. But they're great, there's something great for um, the kitchen because you can plug it in and then put it right in your liquid and you're fine. So you don't have to take the pot off the stove if you have a, a, an outlet close. My last one is a food processor. Now, I don't know how much you're going to be in the kitchen. So there's two different ones that you can try. You can try a small one, 
Um, they have one, well, my favorite is the Ninja. I absolutely love, love, love the Ninja, and you can and they have a small version of that. But then we also have um, the larger ones, the really big countertop ones. They're a little bit more of a pain in the butt to clean, and they take up some space, and you have to store them. So if you cook a lot. I would say investing in a good food processor is a good investment. It will save you time in chopping and making sauces and making doughs and making all of this sort of thing. But if you don't and you just need something to chop up garlic once in a while or some onions or you need just some things mixed and um, and cut up really finely, then I would go with a smaller one. These range in price anywhere from 15 to $20 upwards to hundreds of dollars. But I would say if you set a budget... Um, you can find one that will work for you. All right, I'm going over, so I have to go to break, um, and I'll be right back with more details for next week's show. Okay, let's be honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn, or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on one 926 for a free, no-obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online. All you need to do is reach out. Visit us again at GoMediaOnline.com. All right, thanks to everybody for tuning in today. Um, next week's show, we have more social media tips for you more recipes, and a lot more. So you can find everything that we talked about on today's show at our website, which is servefreshmedia.com. There's official downloads, our iPhone app, and lots, lots more. Thank you guys again so much for taking uh, the time out of your schedule to listen to our show, and we will be live Wednesday at 1 p.m. next week with another episode of The Social Media Show. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.